We're going to want to wish everyone a happy Merry Christmas. Um, on behalf of Father Still Monks, myself, Father Andy, and all of the parish, Merry Christmas to you all. And as we come to Mass today, and as we reflect and as we think about this awesome mystery of our faith, you know, all throughout the world today, people are celebrating Christmas. And so we come to the heart of Christmas when we come to the Mass. We come to the manger. We come to the crib. And we look upon Christ. We live in a world where we run here, run there, do this, do that. Sometimes we miss the very meaning and purpose of our existence, which is Jesus. And so we come and put aside all of the things of life, all of the hectic busyness, and we just look at the crib, and we just see this little baby, this little child. And this is where we begin to find ourselves. We begin to discover ourselves. We begin to find peace and joy. Not that the world gives, which is fleeting. A peace and joy that is eternal, that is forever. And it's not to do with anything or anyone here or anything on the face of the material earth and world that we live. It's ultimately rooted in the gift of Christ because you and I were created for Him. If anyone ever asks you why you were created, I'd like you to just to think about simple, very simple. You were created by love, out of love, to receive love and to give love. Very simple. You were created by love, from love, to receive that love and give that love. And we know the Bible teaches God is love. Right? So, I was thinking about today and time and the great mystery of our faith where we can leave time and enter this eternal event that touches all of time. If you will, the still point in a still turning world, the only moment that never changes the, the permanence of Christmas. And I was thinking about if I ask anyone in here or anyone in the world, what, what's today's date or what time is it? Most people would answer, um, uh, what is it, 12, 50, December 25th, 2013. Most people would give that answer, right? And I was thinking about that. Every time you write a check for a gift you might have purchased for someone or, or signed a receipt from a credit card that you ran through, um, anytime you apply for a job or a license or a passport, or anytime you receive a, a test, uh, a medical test or a or even an exam at a school, you write the date and the time on it. It's, it's recorded. That date and time are recorded on almost everything we do. And I thought about that, and I was thinking, that date and that time that you write on that receipt, that check, that job application, that legal document, you name it, the date and time you write reflect the amount of years, days, months, hours, and seconds that have passed since this significant event. I think we forget that sometimes. December 25th, 2013. When you write that on a check, whether you're a Christian or not, or whether you are... Uh, whatever religion you are, you are acknowledging the number of days that have passed since God became man. 
That's a pretty wonderful, awe-filled, inspired, and amazing thing to think about. This event has split time into two categories. That's profound. Name one fable, myth, fairy tale, or story that has done so and continues to influence and affect all of humanity. Hospitals, universities that you attend, the hospitals that we go to, these are Christians that have established and founded these things. Why? Because this event gave dignity to the human person that was forgotten, that was lost. Our current Holy Father, Pope Francis, in so many ways is trying to help us to recover a sense of the gift of human life from conception to natural death. The great reverence and love and, and, and appreciation that is deserved to every individual human being, regardless of where you live, what your job is, how tall you are, how short you are, how much you weigh, how you go to school or don't go to school or whatever it be. Every human being is given great significance. He would have came if it was only one of us on earth. He would have spent his life pouring his life out if just one of us existed on the face of the earth. God, the creator of the universe, the one who made all of us billions and trillions of stars, the sun, the moon, the earth, the one who formed you and I, in our mother's womb, the one who gave you your immortal soul, comes as a little infant baby child. Amazing. An event that changed human history forever. And it's not just a historical event that we celebrate. There's no way, no way, that if the church was merely a human institution, that it would still be in existence and surviving. There's no way. There's not one human institution that has lasted as long as our church. The church has outlasted empires. And I think it's miraculous, and for one reason, the fact that you got a ragtag group like myself and my brother priest it, try to keep it going. <laughs> And yourselves, we're clumsy, we're weak, we're sinners. Yet the church continues to march forward, proclaiming the same simple, beautiful message that it always has proclaimed. That this little baby, this child, was conceived by the Holy Spirit in the womb of a little virgin girl, young little girl in Bethlehem, and no, nowhere in Bethlehem. Oh, Bethlehem, what's Bethlehem? It's like, and, and he's born in a stable, in a, in a, in a, in a manger, in a, in a crib, in a cave, whatever it be. He was born poor. He grew up in silence, working as a carpenter with his foster father, Joseph, for 30 years. Nobody even knew about him. Nobody even thought about him, just other than he's the child of Mary and Joseph. Very hidden, very humble. The day comes for him to go public. He begins preaching and teaching. And his words begin to touch people's lives and hearts in ways that, that they, they never experienced. Who is this man with such authority? 
He heals the sick, the blind see, the deaf hear, the dead are raised. What's going on? Who is this man? Where did he come from? Perplexing the human heart, yet giving hope. And so this little one grows up, proclaims a simple message of forgiveness, mercy. Your sins, though they be many, are forgiven you. Isn't that what we want? Isn't that the peace that everyone in this church is looking for and every human being wants? It's to know love. Not the love proclaimed by GQ magazine or MTV or any sitcom, but the love that we're created for, the unconditional love, the love that changes history, the love that brought you here this morning. He came to us in the most non-threatening of ways. Who's afraid of the little baby? Jesus comes to you today and to I, and He invites you to take some time to look upon the crib. Let Him look at you. Let Him gaze upon you like a baby. When you look into a baby's eyes, it's so easy to look into a baby's eyes. It's not as easy to always look into an adult's eyes or a friend's eyes because we're always afraid of being judged, of being condemned, of being, what if they find me out? What if this? What if that? A baby's don't do that. Babies are taking you in. They're absorbing you. They're looking at you. They're open to receiving you and loving you. So God's revealing himself to us as a very non-threatening God, a God who's in love with you, a God who wants you to hold him, who wants you to pick him up, who wants you to look into his eyes, who wants you to play with him and hold his warm little body close to your heart and surrender to his simple message, which is, I created you out of love to receive my love and give my love. So simple, so beautiful. A message that has been proclaimed for the last 2,000 years in our church. And so we can try to find peace and happiness everywhere else. A world that continues to give messages that change with the times. This message never changed, and it never will change. And why will it continue? Because it's more than just a historical event, it's more than just a message. What we celebrate today, <clears throat> what we celebrate today is hope. <clears throat> Excuse me, is hope. Hope, hope, hope. He gives hope to the human heart because he knows what you're looking for. It's not another job. It's not a better wife. It's not a better husband. It's not better children. It's not a better health. You do maybe desire those things. I don't get me wrong. But bottom line is, behind all those desires is looking for love. A looking for someone that can put a stamp on your heart and say, what you desire is valid. It's not a joke, it's not a fairy tale, and it's not a myth. It's for real. 
So today, at the creed, there's a moment where we all pause and kneel. And at that moment of the creed, when we pause and kneel, I want you to pause, and we're going to get quiet a moment, and I want you to accept Christ in your heart, if, if you wish to do so. Afresh and anew, Jesus, I take you into my heart. I give you a warm place to live. I choose you. And Lord, I'm done running the rat race. I'm done trying to find peace out there. I'm embracing you today. Maybe for some of you, that's the first time you've ever done that. In your own hearts, decided to embrace Jesus Christ as your Lord, as your Savior. So could, today could be a real Christmas for you. Today could be the first day of the rest of your life where you walk out the church doors having made a firm decision to let Jesus be the Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Or you can continue to look for your Lord and King out there. And you'll come back next year. And like us all, we need to renew this as well. So, Merry Christmas to you all. And again, St. Roberts um, welcomes you warmly with Father and myself. And uh, we love you. We pray for you every day. And uh, you're always most welcome here. Um, have a merry, merry Christmas.